Hello and welcome to the Daily Post podcast with Sachin Nadal and Milan Bandar, where we will be talking about all the things worth talking about in the magical world of the NBA. I'm your co-host, Milan Bandar. And I'm your other co-host, Sachin Nadal. And today, we are going to be covering the past greats from past days, the good old days, um, to the future generation, the new legends of the Alright, let's get right into it. Right, and I believe that one of the most iconic names ever, sim, sim, uh, synonymous with basketball, Millen is going to be covering LeBron James. All right, so for LeBron James, we already know he is a legend from yesterday, today, and tomorrow, but for this episode of the podcast, we're going to be focusing on him yesterday. And we're going to be comparing him to the electric young player of Luka Doncic. So let's give you a quick overview of LeBron James in case you've been living under a rock. I'm kidding, no. Um, he is a six-time All-Star, six-time MVP, four-time MVP, sorry, yeah, um, 16-time All-NBA, four-time MVP, finals MVP four-time, and a four-time NBA champ. So. He's got a pretty good resume going, but that but stats and accomplishments, they don't factor in for his for his massive impact on the game and the way he played. When you see LeBron James playing, players have literally said they are scared whenever they see LeBron James running towards them. So that means a lot. He clearly is he clearly has a large impact on the game of basketball. And when we compare him to a young Luka Doncic, again, there are stories of people being afraid of him. And here's a quick overview of Luka Doncic. He's an all-star, he's an all-NBA player, and he's rookie of the year. And going into this 2020 NBA season, he already has six triple-doubles in the first 24 games, which is he has, he has a higher pace of triple-doubles than he did before. So that's really interesting. Now, the reason that we're comparing LeBron James to Luka Doncic is A, we can see the star power in Luka Doncic, the way he carries his team on his shoulders and the way that he walks down the court. He is a star in the making. And the second reason why we compare him to LeBron James is his statistics. First, he gets triple doubles and he gets points. They both are, Luka Doncic has has averaged um, higher than 25 points in two of his NBA seasons and is averaging almost a triple double. So that tells a lot about the NBA team about um about Luka Doncic. And he's also promising his team is also promising so he can potentially get an NBA championship and even better a ring. Sorry, no, even better an MVP. Sachin, do you want to move on to the next comparisons? Ah, uh, yes. All right. So, our second comparison uh, might seem a bit weird, but hopefully you can understand where I'm coming from here. Hakeem Olajuwon and Mo Bamba. All right. Uh, let me just take a second to elaborate on this. Let's first start off with some of Hakeem's achievements throughout his career. All right. So, Hakeem Olajuwon is an MVP a two-time Defensive Player of the Year, a two-time champion and 
both of those years, I believe 94 and 95, he won the finals MVP. So Hakeem is an amazing player. In fact, one testament to how insane he could be in one of his seasons, 1993 to 1994 to be exact, he was the only player to win the MVP championship finals MVP and defensive player of the year. He is insane. So sorry. Uh, we were having a little bit of issues. Um all right, so as I was saying, Hakeem is absolutely amazing, right? But let's go over his stats, his actual stats, right? Now, for his career, the legend has averaged 21.8 points. Let's just say 22. 11.1 total rebounds, two and a half assists, shooting 50 for, uh, 51 from the field goal, 20% from three-point, 70% from the free-throw line, and shooting um, around 51 from effective field goal, but we really don't need to get into all of that, right? A PR of around 24. So quite an amazing player. All right, but let's kind of ignore, you know, the last years, 2000, you know, 2001, 1997, really. Um, you know, let's just ignore those years and focusing on prime, prime years of Hakeem's career. All right, so Hakeem averaged 27.4 points per game, 27.8, 26.9, 23.2, 27.3, 26.1. This man was amazing score. But the rebounds, he's averaged as much as 14 a game at one point in time. He, he's shooting around 70% for his career, which is amazing, especially for a center. But, I mean, really, these stats are quite amazing. I really don't need to, you know, tell you about what he's done. Almost getting a quintuple double, if you remember, Millen. Hakeem is amazing. One of the most versatile centers out there. But his game, what was it about? Well, while he was a great center in terms of, you know, pose, backing people down, dunking, yeah, while that was great and all, he was known for being a quick center, a quick on his feet center, and he was very versatile. He could pass when he needed to. He could get rebounds like anything. He could score in the most interesting ways possible, and he could get steals. Like, he could really get steals. For a center, averaging almost two steals for your entire career? Are you kidding? Here's a little bit of context. He averaged um, a total of 1.7 steals for his career. Kawhi Leonard, to my knowledge, averages 1.8. So he was absolutely insane. And it's not at all like he sacrificed on his ability to block shots. No, he averaged over three of them a game. So, Hakeem, we already know how insane this guy could be. But what about the newcomer, Mo Bamba? All right, well, um, just by looking at his stats, 
uh, you might not get, you know, a great idea of his play style um, and, you know, how good he is as a player. Uh, his, his exact stats are uh, 6.2 points a game for his rookie year. And he's currently averaging 5.4 points per game, uh, 0.3 turnovers per game. So that's pretty low. Uh, 0.3 assists per game, um, no steals. Uh, he's shooting around 67% from free throw, 76th um, just from the two-point field goal, making a field goal percentage of 62, and he's shooting 30 from the three-point. So it's really not that bad um, in terms of, you know, percentages, right? But he, hasn't, he isn't getting much usage, right? And he's not putting up a lot of points or anything, but it's just simply about the play style. He is so similar to Hakeem Olajuwon. They both play in an athletic way. Mo Bamba was one of the fastest at the draft combine as a center. And both of them can pass uh, kind of, sort of, you know, but they can, they can both play the game of basketball in such a versatile way as a center. Um, and that shows the difference between the times uh, in 1990, what was expected of a center and what is now. And Mo Bamba embodies what a new center is required to do, shooting 30 from the three-point. So I think that Mo Bamba and Hakeem Olajuwon is a very, very similar play style and that he could, he, you don't know, he could blossom into the very next Hakeem Olajuwon and that would be amazing. But Millen, what about your comparison? There's one more that you have, right? Yes, there is. And that will be Joel Embiid, do a 180, sorry, had to do it. But um, Joel Embiid and Tim Duncan. All right, Tim Duncan, absolute monster in his time. Undisputably one of the greatest players to ever play the game of basketball. And he's a five-time NBA champ, a two-time MVP, and a 15-time All-Defensive, and a 15-time All-NBA. So already, that's a pretty impressive, um, that's a pretty impressive stat line. Also, he stayed with the the San Antonio Spurs for his entire career. All right. So why are we comparing him to Joel Embiid? Well, first of all, they both have this like really soft touch that very few big men can have. And yes, everyone thinks of Joel Embiid because of his giant poster dunks and is just insane bully ball but that's only like two points every game the other 25 points come from graceful moves graceful step backs and that is what tim duncan did he he, they call him the big fundamental which pretty much means he does he backs people down and he does a simple fadeaway and that's what joel Embiid does not to mention they both are rebounding machines Tim Duncan is one of the highest career rebounders of all time, and Joel Embiid has already been showing his rebounding powers, well, um, powers, even though he's only five years into the league. And this is just another little special thing, but they both are incredibly good at blocking shots. While Tim Duncan is better than Joel Embiid statistically, Joel Embiid does get the blocks when he wants to, and he gets them well. And... One last thing for this comparison is the fact that they both have, well, um, Tim Duncan has won five rings and Joel Embiid has the potential to win. 
as long as he isn't being selfish and making good plays and taking good shots, the Philadelphia 76ers definitely have their have a ring in the future. Sachin, would you like to add anything on? No, I think that you hit it right on the head with that one. I would definitely agree with you. Um, and yeah, you're right. Embiid has insane rebounding potential. But really, all I have to say is trust the process, I guess. Uh, you know, I'm sure that they'll be able to get a ring sometime soon. But one other comparison that's talked about quite a lot among the basketball community is Stephen Curry and Trey Young. I'm firstly going to clarify, um, I don't think that Stephen Curry is, you know, out of his prime. He's definitely a quite relevant player. Um, he is an amazing player, one of the top in our league. And I, I'm going to put it out there, right? He could be in contention for MVP if the Warriors decide to step it up, you know, take it up a notch in terms of the wins and make their record a lot better. I think that Stephen Curry could be in contention for MVP. He has the stats for it. All right, but Stephen Curry, I'm going to put him over here uh, for the sake of this podcast episode and um, just, you know, the impact that he had back when, you know, when people are, we were like, what, five, four years old, he was lighting up the league and everybody remembers a young Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson completely just demolishing and demoralizing teams back in 2014 and 15. So I think that Stephen Curry is worthy inclusion. Um, and then obviously Trey Young, who many people compare um, to Stephen Curry too, or many people compare Stephen Curry to Trey Young. All right. So Let's first just gloss over their stats. The man, the myth, the legend, Stephen Curry. For this season, he is averaging 29.5 points a game. Legend. 6.1 assists. Legend. Five and a half total rebounds. Legend. Which, I mean, come on. You have to give him the credit for that. Is the highest rebounding numbers of his entire career. He is currently shooting 43 from the three-point field goal. Love those. 48 from the uh, field goal percentage um, overall. Love that. And almost 94% from free throw. Slightly less, 93.9. All right. With a PER of 25.5. Are you kidding me? All right. So he is doing absolutely amazing right now. He's shooting around 20 field goals per game, uh, which is almost his highest in his entire career. And he's shooting around 11 threes every game and making pretty close to five, which was almost as much. It was 0.2 less than his revolutionary 402 threes in a season season um, in 2015-2016. But let's take a look at Trey Young, the star of the future's stats. All right, this season, he's averaging slightly less points. Still amazing with 26.7 points a game. He has four rebounds and nine and a half assists per game. That's the kicker. He is a, he is a dish. He's a dime machine. All right, he is insane. So uh, the assists, they've always been high throughout his career. Um, but where are the similarities here? Well, you'd say in three-point shooting. 
Now, while Trey isn't completely matching Curry's over 43% shooting for his career, uh, he is darn close to it, shooting pretty much 37 from the three, highest of his career so far, and it's great to see that he's improving in it. Um, and Ste- and Trey Young and Stephen Curry, they're known for the bombs, right? Now, Trey Young is currently shooting 6.2 three-point attempts and making 2.3 of them. That 6.2 is a lot, a lot smaller than the 9.5 from last year. So I'm kind of wondering what he's going for here, but I think that he's learning how to refine his game, and it's amazing. So if he manages to improve his three-point percentage, and I mean, come on, we know already Ice Trey. We know Ice Trey. The amount of game winners that he's hit, it's insane. So I'm certain that Trey Young will blossom into an amazing shooter, and he definitely deserves the comparison between him and Stephen Curry. All right, but Millen, I believe you have one last comparison to make between the stars of yesterday and the future. Well, actually, I think that we've covered them all. Such an, do you think I'm missing anything? Uh, actually, um, yes. I think that there's just one last one. I mean, uh, yes. Allen Iverson to D'Angelo Russell. Okay. Obviously, all the hardcore basketball fans are going to start yelling at me. But hear me out for a little bit, okay? Hear me out. All right, so Allen Iverson, we know him as the guy who puts the basketball in the hoop and who breaks people's ankles. And that, yes, yes, there's a lot more to him, but I don't want to seem rude, but that's pretty much all there is to Allen Iverson. I'm sorry, Sachin, if that offended you, but it's kind of true. That's all he does. But um, he's an iconic player, and he's had an impact on this league that will last forever. And while it doesn't seem like D'Angelo Russell is anywhere close to Allen Iverson statistically, the way they play their game is very similar. Let me explain. So first of all, they rely a lot on isolation plays. As we know, D'Angelo Russell last year had almost the most amount of points off of isolation plays, only behind James Harden. But D'Angelo Russell has the highest percentage of isolation plays, which means that he's that even though he's not making as many points, he's still more accurate whenever he takes a shot. And as we know, Allen Iverson also is an isolation god. In almost every season of his career, he led the league in isolation points and points for that matter. And I mean, other and besides that, they both are undersized guards. Yes, D'Angelo Russell, Russell is 6'4", but it's still pretty short uh, judging by the position that he plays. And Allen Iverson is six feet tall, being generous. But other than that, I think that that's all the comparisons that we have for today. Sachin, do you have anything else to add on? Actually, the one that everybody expected, the final one, Michael Jordan to DeMar DeRozan. I don't think anything really needs to be said about this. You see their play styles. 
you see the shots DeMar takes, the shots MJ takes, their three points, how often they make them, their proficiency in the mid-range, the dunks. I mean, nothing really needs to be said. So with that, I think that this is about going to wrap up today's episode of the Daily Post podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you in another week. All right, bye.